Welcome to Future Forward Sales. I'm Lynn Whitbeck, founder and CEO of futureforwardsales.com and Petite to Queen. Our superpower is empowering business owners to transform their sales and grow their business. We work with business owners who reject complacency and focus on innovative thinking to thrive. At the end of the show, in about 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing sales podcasts. Let's go. Right now, we have Adam Clark of Tangible Solutions with us today. How are you, Adam? I'm great. How are you doing, Gabby? I'm good. Very much looking forward to hearing about you and your business. Yes, indeed. So please tell us about you. Who are you and what does your company do? So uh, I myself, uh, you know, I'm a father, entrepreneur, uh, veteran, kind of, I guess, a little bit of the cloth that I've been cut from. Uh, Tangible Solutions, we're a contract manufacturer of 3D printed titanium orthopedic implants. Uh, wow. A classic story, we started in a garage with uh, two plastic printers and then uh, now today we have about 25,000 square feet. We have 10 metal printers, about, you know, 22 employees. So we've experienced a lot of growth even through COVID. Um, you know, we've just, things have really been rocking for us for the last couple of years. So excited hey. to share the story. Congratulations. And how did you get into that specifically as far as orthopedic implants? How did you get into that? You know, it was, uh, I think, you know, every business has to have a, has to have a focus, especially as an entrepreneur, you know, we, you can be all over, you can be 10 sheets to the wind, see anything that's really shiny and go after it. When I got out of the army, I was working at a defense contractor. It's where I met my business partner you know, the defense industry isn't really the most, uh, the fun, the most, most fun industry to be in a lot of bureaucracy and whatnot. But, mm. um, we started to work, work our way out into other industries. We started getting inquiries from orthopedic, um, orthopedic OEMs that, that make spine implants to be their contract manufacturer. Uh, we started to pursue that a lot more. And then after a while, they just became really our top customer. And that's when we, you know, pivoted the company, got rid of all other companies and our customers that we were working with and decided to, you know, really focus in on this space. There wasn't a lot of competition at the time and okay. uh, we, we dove right in and that's how we found our focus. So as far as you mentioned, not a lot of competition at the time, are you seeing that maybe then now you got ahead of it and there's more competition now compared to before? Definitely. I definitely think we're ahead of it. Uh, we We went through the pain of getting everything set up, just the ecosystem of, 3D printing parts. It's not just print it and cut it off the plate. Um, there's a lot of tolerances. There's a lot of traceability for the FDA. There's a lot to it. Mm-hmm. And and I think because we developed a niche and focused in on that, we got really good at the process, having a lot of empathy for our customers, trying to understand where they're coming from, working with patients and you mm-hmm. know, kind of being a part of the entire healthcare system and seeing our parts in somebody's body via an x-ray is, uh, you know, can really give you a lot of goosebumps. You know, when you see something like that, it's pretty cool. Right. That you're seeing literally helping people out to live day by day. Yeah, for sure. You know, we've kind of adopted it around here and we've got a weight room trying to work a nice, healthy balance between, uh, you know, working hard and working the standard versus, you know, a time Mm -hmm. and then allowing people to, you know, kind of, pursue personal endeavors or to just stay in shape, things like that. You know, you don't want what we sell 
And okay. uh, at the end of the day, uh, some people get them and we try to you know, practice what we preach by you know, living a good life and being balanced and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And so as your competitors and other people are, like you said, are kind of playing catch up and it's becoming more competitive, how do you create fresh opportunities to best serve your customers? You know, I think with within the niche, you know, there's 3D printing. A lot of people are saying, oh, I can 3D print. And that can, this can go for any, any industry. But where we started to differentiate ourselves was the delivery and the understanding of everything outside of that. And what I mean by that is, you know, a quality management system. We had to have that that was a little bit more tailored to the FDA, you know, what questions they're going to be asking. And so we became experts in what the FDA was looking for okay. in terms of what questions they were going to be asking. So helping our customers clear product, uh, get it out the door, offering more of an extensive solution within our niche. Mm-hmm. You know, so we 3D print it, we machine it, we do all the milling, we do all the inventory, we do all the inspection. You know, so those are the well, things okay. that, because as we got into the niche, we were like, oh, man, we're really shrinking our circle. Mm-hmm. But then we were deepening our breadth of offer, offerings within that, you know, design, help for design, for additive manufacturing, all the little nuances around it. Um, being able to bring focus to a customer when they call and say, Hey, I got a surgeon. He really wants this part. It's got to be this way. Can you get it to me? You know, and the fact that we're not so spread out versus various industries, we understand the importance of that customer calling and Mm -hmm. dealing with that surgeon and what it means in terms of a larger contract, maybe for a specific product line. And so it's at that kind of that turnkey understanding, you know, having empathy and then going beyond what we offer as a solution in terms of manufacturing, but also from a regulatory standpoint. And none of our competition has really caught up to that because uh, okay. we focused on hiring people from the industry. So nice. People already have that experience as far as hiring. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They have a lot. Yeah. They have a lot more. And that is another area too, is because we started to focus we started to recruit out of that industry, out of mm-hmm. the orthopedic industry. Mm-hmm. So not only are you getting the expertise of people from that industry, but you're also getting the excitement that they bring to the table because right. they're jazzed up about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, you know, it, it comes back to you too. You're like, man, this is like, you're inspired by these people who have been in the orthopedic reason for a reason, maybe a father or a grandfather or mother or daughter, somebody mm-hmm. had an implant or something, you know, they had something to, done to them early in life or they needed an implant and work out. So uh, you start to get people who are really passionate about a specific industry. They bring an expertise about a specific industry mm-hmm. and then you dial all that energy into a focus and it's really allowed us. I mean, we, I mean, we're going to probably be at 150% growth from last wow. year to this year and we're already projecting probably, you know, about 200 to 250% growth next year. Now we're a small company. We're going to land at like 3 million in sales this year. So that will put us at about in between five and six. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at a small level, that's, that's a pretty big swing. And, yeah. um, so I'm pretty excited about where we're headed. It, it hasn't always been that way, <laughs> for sure. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you but know. congratulations on that growth. That's super exciting. That's very exciting. Thank you. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'm sure also kind of like you said, it, it would be easy to just try to serve so many different people, so many different industries. But I'm sure those times where it's like you really can be relied on for this one niche, it makes it worth it. It's like, okay, let's stay here because people know they can rely on us for this thing, this one area. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and, th- and we have long sales cycles too in this industry. So you really exactly. got to keep keep at it with these folks. And then once you've cleared a product, for us, it takes... It, it takes a lot to um, 
bounce the incumbent manufacturer. You know, so if we're mm-hmm. coming in on a product line late and they've already cleared it with one other vendor, it's very difficult to get them to bring their business over to tangible. Right. So you really have to kind of keep people into the product cycle and stay on top of what's happening within the in the industry regulatory changes or market changes or market shifts, things of that nature. It mm-hmm. you know, has a big impact on, on a company that can be rather small. So Absolutely. I'm sure your customer service then has to be pretty on point. Like, so with these large sales cycles and to make sure that you just keep people updated and there's so many different avenues people have to go through to even have the whole thing completed. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, really, again, it comes down to having empathy and kind of getting into the trenches yeah. with them and um, like standing side by side mm-hmm. with them or, you know, cause I've flown parts out to a customer to meet them on a Saturday at their facility when they're, wow, okay. you know, going to present this to a, a surgeon and, and for them to kind of have that, like pick up the phone and call, you know, yes, I can do that. Cause it's also a small company and we're rather hungry and it ultimately falls on me and my business partner, Chris, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that, you know, they like the fact that they can have someone that they can call and be a part of that. And I think if we were all over the place, we'd be, we wouldn't be as good as we are within the niche that we're in, you know, cause I look at our engineers, I mean, they'll, they'll really nerd out over some ner- new designs or okay. new software package, but, and I love it. And I'm a nerd in my own right. So I don't take that, you know, <laughs> I, I'm a nerd about manufacturing, but okay, you know, they'll, they'll take it and then they'll apply their creativity to mm-hmm. the orthopedic space and, it just, it's like an acceleration because when we first decided to get rid of all our other customers, it was scary. I mean, we we're right. getting rid of revenue, but we were also getting rid of a lot of problems and distractions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of shiny things out there. You know, it's like the, you know, one of the movies where they see us, oh, uh, up, you know, up, all yeah, the dogs, they, they see a squirrel, you know, yeah. they'll take off. You can very easily, and that, that'll knock you over real quick, probably mm-hmm. faster than anything from a cash standpoint but also from a distraction, your employees start to wonder, well, what's a priority? How do we treat this? You know, we're doing orthopedics. That's our main revenue. But you said this one came in. Should we focus on that? You know, right. so it gives direction to everybody without necessarily having to say, this is where we're headed when it's constantly something that you're doing over time and time again, the mission is, you know, we want to be the best at this and mm-hmm. everyone kind of gears their brains and their vision and their own personal um, what they want to get out of it is related to the overall mission of you know, becoming the best at what we do. As far as having to decide uh, to cut off certain customers and focus on one thing, was it thinking more wanting that long-term success and that longevity versus basically short-term revenue and success? Yeah, I think uh, this is where also a board comes into play as well. Some okay. external factors that can come mm-hmm. in quarterly because we had one board member that kept coming in going, all right, guys, you have this bucket of business over here and I keep seeing you guys mess around with this business over here. What are you trying to be? And he kept challenging us to find an identity, you know, find a focus. And I remember coming down the steps. We have an upstairs. I was coming down the steps and we had a small plastic printer. There were about three people standing around it trying to fix it. We had all these metal printers over here trying to, you know, that were ready to be turned over, you know, money pumping. Mm-hmm. And we're messing with this plastic thing. And I went down and my business partner was on. I was like, we, we got to sell all this equipment. We got to get rid of it all. Wow. And because, uh, you know, I'm looking at this. This isn't turning as it should be. 
and we're messing around with a very small plastic printer. It's kind of like, well, this isn't, this doesn't make sense. Right. Uh, it almost came down from just time and you get exhausted. It's like you're spinning your wheels all over the place. And then we got rid of all that stuff. And so not only was it with just the customers, we were able to narrow, narrow our focus, but internally the problems that we were having mm. and just the nuances of operating lots of equipment and being able to say, get rid of that, that, and that, right. that eliminated that, that, and that problems. And so it allowed us to focus and, and bring, bring to it. So it was kind of a necessity thing. Cause at the point too, when he was challenging us, we, it was like, uh, we were on a cash crunch okay. and we were going down cause we were all over the place. You know, we were just trying to get any job, any yeah. job, anything, anything we can do. You know, we'll do that. So thin. Yes. Oh Yeah. And uh, it was just burn. It was burning us out mentally. It was burning us out uh, on cash. And, we, you know, so it kind of came down to like, all right, well, if we sell this equipment, then we could use it for X. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was a little bit of necessity. Uh, but also like, you know, what it, it was like, what do we want to be? And we had stated we wanted to be a contract manufacturer of 3D okay. print titanium orthopedic implants. But we still had this pool of low profit customers that we just felt bad and we were servicing and they were good people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you kind of develop and you start to look at like, what do I need to do to protect the employees that are here and make sure that like we are all still driving on and have a purpose, a proper purpose. And And so it was kind of a, a variety of, you know, quantitative and qualitative factors that uh, drove us to that decision to focus. Absolutely. And so you've already made a lot of adjustments, a lot of changes mm-hmm. that led to obviously a lot of growth as well. So then where do you see your business going within the next few years and what is your plan to make that vision happen? Yes. Yeah, so the next couple of years, we're going to keep expanding on what we've got here. Mm-hmm. We use a couple of vendors for things like laser marking, passivation or other just manufacturing processes. So we'd like to continue to bring that in-house to be a really end to end, you know, manufacturer, mm-hmm. be able, you know, one-stop shop. That's kind of where we want to okay. get it. You know, we have a lot of expertise outside of additive manufacturing. That's our core competency. See, and then we have these things that are added on in terms of how it applies to additive manufacturing, but expanding on that, um, you know, getting into more long-term solutions for our customers so they can get their lead times down and trying to keep their inventories level level and also have okay. consistent orders where we're not you know, pecking them every month, like, Hey, I know you need a restock, you know, can you place that PO, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it'd be nice to get, get into some longer term agreements and then really, you know, build out. Cause what we had here was kind of like our prototype factory. And then once we had proved like the ecosystem and the flow of implants through a regulated Mm -hmm. environment, then we were going to continue to expand on that. And uh, we actually just closed on yesterday about three, Three more machines. So that's going to put us uh, like 13 or something like that. And so okay. we'll start having that. So over the next year, it's going to be a lot of kind of what it was in 2016 when we first got into this space, build out, physical, running around, looking at electric and <laughs> where's the gas go? And over yes. there. oh, now we have to move our, everyone's desk. Everyone move right. Everyone <laughs> other side, Right. <laughs> you know, uh, so things like that. And I think honestly, finding contentment in this okay. moment. Okay. I think like we all run so hard mm-hmm. and you can all feel so ex- exhausted. And I think the one thing that I've learned over the last year in particular is like, just be content, be happy mm-hmm. just today, you know, enjoy where you've come for kind of forget for a moment where you're going. Like, mm-hmm. I got to get there. I got to do this. Like, right. Like, damn, we built something really awesome here. And I want to enjoy that for a minute, you know, yeah. kind of let it cruise a little bit, you know, maybe let just the natural 
problems and the nuances, like let it all settle mm -hmm. and then lift it up Let's again. Let's go again. Yeah. Go after it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one yes. more round. <laughs> yes, I definitely relate to that. I have to at least celebrate yeah. a little, celebrate the little wins yeah. and the times that you're successful. So that way, because otherwise it can be so easy. Then it's like, feel like you're accomplished nothing when you're constantly looking at that next goal. Oh, for sure. You know, and you have so many people here that are not vested, that are not mm -hmm. uh, shareholders, that are employees. You know, how do you keep them uh, relaxed but excited? And I think exactly. if you keep driving them, like mm -hmm. I could go every day. I could drive every day and you know, right. I could go, 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 but I'm in, I'm vested. You know, mm -hmm. my life is tied to this. this. It, Everything's yeah. tied to this. Mm -hmm. But for them, it's kind of like if you keep pushing them to the next thing and you never take a moment to be like, thank you. And God bless. And let's okay. enjoy. Then it's kind of like the vigor. They don't get a moment, a respite to like come back again. Right. Give you that same level, level of energy mm -hmm. for something new. Yeah. So you know, it's, it's as the employee count has grown, you have to be more cognizant of like the emotional well-being of the entire yes. organism as a whole mm -hmm. versus like, you know, your, your directors and managers, you know, right. it's like everybody has a stake in the game here and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, trying to make sure we maintain that culture. So a little bit more maintenance maybe this year, still willing to grow. There's those things, but uh, just kind of taking care of business, enjoying it. Uh, I might take a vacation this year. Maybe. There you go. So. Earn it. Like you said, celebrate, be content for absolutely. a little bit, and then go again. Yeah, yeah <laughs> awesome. absolutely. Well, Adam, if you could tell us, too, where can our listeners go, uh, what platforms for any information about yourself or just about the business as a whole? Yeah, definitely. We, um, I'm really active on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I think it's a great um, you know, typically a nonpartisan business only kind of platform. And I like to hear what's going on. I like to share things most communicative on there. Uh, again, our business is a lot on LinkedIn as well. We have Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, but we're most active on LinkedIn. So, uh, you know, if you're interested, connect with me there and uh, love the network. So. Perfect. Your it. website is also tangible solutions, 3d.com, correct? That is, that is correct. Awesome. So. Perfect. Well, Adam Clark, thank you so much for your time today. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thank you so much for listening to Future Forward Sales. If you are a business owner who rejects complacency and is driven to increase their sales and grow their business and would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit futureforwardsales.com forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor? Share this episode on social media. Then go ahead and subscribe. Give us a thumbs up, a rating, or a review. My name is Lynn Whitbeck, and I thank you again for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening.